it's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? We'll see. We'll see how I am. Oh, no. Well, before we get going on that, let's also introduce uh, our other co-host today, because this was such a highly anticipated movie. I thought we should do a menage a pod and bring in Uncle Buck, a.k.a. Comic Buck Guy. Yeah, Buck, I, how are you? I kind of forced my way in. <laughs> let's be honest. That's fine, but that's great, because you're going you're gonna to be able to add a layer that we wouldn't have had before. So that's what we're going to do. Davey's been steaming since he watched this movie, but maybe not the way that you think. Oh, How's that? Maybe a twist. Oh, perhaps, like a, perhaps a twist. But let's, I say we go really quickly through the news of the week, and I mean like speed round version of the news of the week. Biggest news of the week is probably that we are on tpublic.com. We have all kinds of merch now. We have t-shirts yes. coming out of our ass. It is Wait, hoodie. What? Right. Uh, yeah, we yeah. have hoodies. Well, I'm not going to buy it if that's where it's coming from. <laughs> no, I mean, not, is, are you telling me that's where I should order uh, from? Yes. Get on there now. There's some work. good sales. We have the hashtag dork shirt. We have Davey's Video Game Minute shirt. Ryan, what do you think of that shirt? I think it's great. And I think the best part, like I said, uh, when we were discussing it with uh, Goo, the Mac and Goo podcast uh, do their T-shirts through them as well and all their merch. And um, the, the thing that sold me is that it's now a blend shirt. It's not the heavyweight cotton shirt. Davey which, can't wear that heavy bullshit. I, yeah. cannot, I can't wear it. I just I, like that it was a onesie. The comic book. Yes. Uh, you, the, uh, well, the, you get a onesie, the, you get a shirt, you get a baseball shirt. The video game onesie. The last shirts, and uh, w- you know, Davey and I each have one, and thanks to everybody who bought that at the, at the old website there, but it's basically like wearing a tarp. Like the, the <laughs> freaking thing was a little thick. Oh, that's good for Patreon. Yeah. You can use it as a cutting board. Do whatever you want with it. But these shirts now are badass. You can change out what kind of shirt you want. We have a I'll fix it in post shirt. We have a, a pick of the pod with the RIP when Davey was picking dead guys for his pick dead of the pod. Yep. So it, it's all good there. So tpublic.com. We have a, a YouTube video for it. We also have a link. I think we tweeted it out as well. So check that out. Uh, rapid fire some shows that are getting uh, multiple seasons. The Punisher. Got picked up for season two. Mr. Robot picked up for season four. And Curb Your Enthusiasm for season 10. Davey, anything there jump out at you? Um, I have not started uh, Mr. Robot season three yet, so that's good. P- Punisher, obviously, that's, right. yeah, no kidding news. Um, and I tweeted out, let's leave Madani at home yes. this time. She can kind of sit this one out. Um, Curb, that's great. That's all good news. Buck, did you watch um, Punisher? I'm not uh, not all the way through yet. Yeah, but but I will say that curb is exciting only in the fact Great that news. it took so long. Between the last the last season, that's so. true, and so they've already said that's going to come back. This season was great; it's like they never missed a beat. I, I loved season nine of Curb Your Enthusiasm. The really the big news, and this is I don't want to spend a lot of time now because we have such a exciting topic: Star Wars: The Last Jedi. But the Disney Fox stuff that was rumored about for a while that deal looks like it's gone through. We could honestly do a whole episode on what this may mean for the future of comic book movies and, and everything else. So just know that we are aware of it, and we will address it at a later date. Uh, Last thing here, The Office. Apparently there are rumors that The Office may come back. I would like to get everybody's one-word response to a potential Office comeback, and we'll start with Davey. Why? Buck. Comeback? That's what she said. I mean, no, I, that's multiple they, words. That's doing? multiple words. Sorry. I would say pass. Yeah, I would say pass. pass. I guess pass. <laughs> I, would say, I would say pass because it also says in the story, it's like um, uh, Steve Carell, who played Michael Scott, will not be a part yeah, of. Was that like the last line like, of the press release? You're like, yeah, okay, that's the last couple of seasons which were trash, <laughs> or the last season was awful without without him. Um, but yeah, so the office, nobody wants to see an office come back. Now, Davey, your chili is running so hot. Did you just tell us before we went on the air that you want to wave off the video game minute? We're gonna wave it off. I can't. I can't. I can't talk about something I love and then talk about something I hate in like back to back. Right before Christmas, you know there's I mean? no it's Christmas. Like, yeah. What to get for my kids? Well, I, I'm going. As you know, um, while Christmas is great, in I knew four I days, <laughs> in four days, um, the, I believe it's the 23rd is the celebration of Festivus, and part of Festivus, as you know, is the airing of family grievances. That's right. So, so that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm doing right now. There's I gotta also, clear my head before yeah. Christmas. There are also you challenge somebody in the room and you wrestle them too. Isn't that a big part of it? Yeah, the feats of strength. The feats yeah. of strength. The feats of strength. I think is also an important thing. All right, we're going to wave off the video game minute. However, Uncle Buck is here, and we're going to have a very uh, timely, theme-oriented version of the comic Buck minute. My name is Buck. 
Bugs. My name is Bugs. My name is Bugs. And I'm here to talk about comics. Talk about comics. And I'm here to talk about comics. So talk about comics. My name is Bugs. Let's talk about it. So first of all, Marcus from the Boxers podcast. Thanks again. He was the one who created that. I don't know why he felt to make that one so long. All of our other intros are really snappy. They're about 10 seconds. That one uh, is quite a bit of time, but I think it makes a lot of sense. It it makes a lot of sense, and it gets me me fired up. It gets my blood pumping. My blood's pumping. Now, Buck, this one, you're going to tell us about the history of uh, Star Wars in comic books, which I don't think a lot of people necessarily relate Star Wars and comic books. Like I think of it as as the movies and then there's I know there's been a lot of other stories told, the video games, but really it has quite a long history in comic books. Well it's crazy to think about because it's an independent property. It always has been. You get things like even like Star Trek that had its own comic and once had like a crossover with Planet of the Apes, once had a crossover with the X Men, right? Uh, Star Wars has always been its own thing, and in fact, for Marvel, it was the biggest selling title of 1977 and 1978. And think about how many. Such so crazy that it was out the Silver same Age year books. As, yeah, we're we're going on then. Right, it was, it was out the same year as the movie. Like this right. wasn't a thing where they were like, oh, let's wait and see if it's popular. They were like, let's get in on it now. This was actually, and, and I, there's uh, rumors that they tried to convince Stan Lee to start this comic before the movie started, so they could have a little bit of a mom, mom, wow. you know, momentum going into the movie. Um, but this, the first issue. Came out in seventy five, literally days before the the movie premiered. Uh, comes out in nineteen seventy seven, uh, July of seventy seven. Yeah, um, Darth Vader's on the cover in a green helmet. Green o- helmet, always odd. Um, it's the first appearance of Luke, Leia, Vader, the droids. But the big money maker for this one is that Marvel was doing thirty five cent variants to try and test the waters of mm. of a price increase in like five different markets, and those thirty five cent. Star Wars ones are like through the roof in value. If you got one, you're looking at like a $1,200 book, pretty much in any grade. Holy that's smokes. How, that's how valuable they are. Um, they did 35 cent variants in two, three, four, and five as well. Star Wars number two, though, which is really cool, uh, has the first appearance of Han Solo. First Chewie, first Obi Wan, and first Jabba the Hutt. Wow! And, and he does not look like Jabba the Hutt. No, he doesn't. In fact, yeah, uh, I tweeted it out on Uncle Buck W A F. Uh, a picture of what he looks like one of the Who's from Whoville and like the Jim Carrey. <laughs> does not look like Jabba Terrible. At all. He's like yeah. this yellow creature. Very strange. Um, in Star Wars 6, Luke and Vader are, are having a lightsaber duel on the cover, but it never actually happens until the Empire Strikes Back. Um, but then they start getting into their own stories. And as Star Wars number 8, Jackson, the Green Rabbit. And Amazella, the Fox Train, the tall bikini wearing smuggler, just... join Han for some adventures. Uh, Marvel UK started reprinting Star Wars stories, uh, and Alan Moore actually got put on five different stories. So That's insane that Alan Moore was Alan writing Moore Star fan, Wars yeah. comics. And he ended up leaving Marvel UK, and it never went back to Marvel, ever. No. no. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so Alan Moore did that, but then back in the U.S. by Star Wars 24, you had the first ever prequel where Ben Kenobi, it's almost like a James Bond story they yeah. add into the, like, to drive What's around. also crazy about that is the, the cover of that one, which you brought in, is Obi-Wan Kenobi has a red lightsaber. Yeah, there's so and listen, they they, they kind of took some liberties with a lot of the stuff. They didn't have uh, quite as tight a reins on how some of the storytelling was back then. Um, and uh, but yeah, so this one it's weird because he goes back and it literally is like a James Bond, but it's the first really prequel in the history of Star Wars mm. uh, ever uh, by Star Wars thirty seven. Um, two issues before Empire Strikes Back, Luke and Vader actually go at it. And they battle, which you can't believe. And it actually turns out that uh, Vader's using a Force hologram. Uh, First use of the Force hologram in the history of uh, Star Wars Universe. We'll circle back to that. Uh, But then two issues later, they they basically bring Empire Strikes Back into the the comic universe. Um, First Boba Fett, first Yoda, first Lando uh, is all in the Marvel Comics Super Special 16. Mm. They reprint them later in the actual comics. Start by Star Wars 68. Uh, they they're doing backstories on Boba Fett. That's a really really popular uh, issue with Star Wars sixty eight in February of eighty three. Uh, they bring Return of the Jedi one through four in its own series in eighty three as well. Um, Star Wars eighty one uh, follows up. It's like the first comic to come out after Return of the Jedi. And guess who escapes the pit of Carcoon? No way. Boba Fett's alive. It's amazing. So yeah, yeah. they need to keep him going for, for comic purposes. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Star Wars 107 uh, in September of 86 is the last issue. Uh, probably the most valuable of the original non-movie books is Star Wars 107. Um, and then they uh, buy, you know, that was it, 86. They stopped printing them in Marvel. 
by 91, Dark Horse had picked up the property. Right. Uh, they did Dark Horse, uh, I'm sorry, Dark Empire 1 through 6, which is a really good story where Luke um, goes evil. He goes to the dark side and actually services basically a clone of the Emperor. Oh. Kind of a good storyline to read there. Um, services? <laughs> you got that right. And by January <laughs> January 2013, they relaunched the series with Star Wars number one. Really good uh, series that started right after the first film uh, and included a lot of amazing covers by Alex Ross. Mm. Uh, got 20 issues before Lucasfilm was sold to Marvel. Uh, I'm sorry, Lucasfilm uh, film and Marvel was sold to Disney, yeah, yeah, yeah. which meant the rights reverted back to Marvel. Um, but one, kind of the, one of the neat things, though, they did an eight, uh, actually nine issues, zero through eight, uh, called The Star Wars, where they took uh, George Lucas's original screenplay draft. That's pretty wild. And made a story out of that. So it's like a nine-issue series of what he had originally intended. The main character, Luke Starkiller, looks just like George Lucas, by mm. the way, with the beard and everything. Um, and then in January 2015, Marvel starts their own uh, series. But people love these now. Real big. Yeah. And what's also big is the variant covers by John Tyler Christopher. Right. They're action figure variants, right? So it, it's just like the ones you took when you were kids. Um, and they've had spinoffs, Darth Vader, Leia, Lando, Han, C-3PO, and Chewie all have had their own comics. But the most original uh, new character that's kind of been a big hit is Dr. Aphra and Darth Vader number three. And right now, this is probably the most valuable of the of the newer, no newer books. So. And the other thing you were telling me too is before the, uh, episode five and episode six came out, there were comics that had the titles in them: like Empire Strikes Back and yeah. Return of the Jedi were in comics before they were in movies. Which yeah, I, Star I Wars uh, eighteen is called The Empire Strikes, and then uh, Star so that's Wars close enough. I'll give them that. Well, Star Wars forty nine, which is funny, I I met uh, when I met Mark Hamill at New York Comic Con. Somebody behind me had handed him this issue, The Last Jedi, to sign. Oh, the la- oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Return of the Jedi. It was The Last Jedi Last way, Jedi, yeah. way, way before. Yeah, right. Interesting. And so Hamill started laughing and said, I love to tease the, the nerds uh, that you got, can't read this. All the spoilers are inside this. Oh, and fine. the guy was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, wait a minute. I know, yeah. And he flips it open. So that's good stuff. So Star Wars in comics, there's definitely a lot to explore there, uh, whether it's the old stuff or the new stuff. Are you guys now ready for the topic du jour? So what's that, my dear friend? Well, that, of course, will be the topic of the day. And today, it is the most highly anticipated film of 2017. And that really says something with movies like Guardians 2 and Spider-Man and Thor and Logan, all these movies. This is the one that people had circled. It's Star Wars The Last Jedi, a film that is two hours and 32 minutes, the longest Star Wars movie of all time. How about Rotten Tomatoes? 93% critic score. And by my last check, 56% by the audience, which I believe is the lowest Star Wars film. Which is incredible. That's incredible to me. But lower than Phantom Menace, according to the audience. People are really kind of pissed about this. But what we're going to do is we're going to go spoiler-free to begin this, and then we'll give you our fair warning. We'll, We'll sound the spoiler alarm when it comes to that. So if you still haven't seen it, still hang with us. spoiler free. Uh, how we start all of these uh, movie and TV show reviews. Let's start with Ryan. Did you like it? Uh, I did. Buck, did you like it? I did. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I would go with that. Uh, was it too long, Davey? Because the two hour again, that, that got announced, I forget how many months ago. You're like, okay, well, like, that's fine. Like I love Star Wars. I'm in. I can sit there for two and a half hours. Did it feel long at all to you? It did. It felt really long, and for one specific reason that we'll get into after we hit the alarm. Okay. Buck, was it too much? No. In fact, I'm <clears throat> I'm so thirsty for more of this stuff. Like, oh. I, 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 they could have made it three, three hours, hours, and I would have been problem? like, great, three sure. Hours. Now, so, listen, there's plenty, that, and we'll talk about yeah, it, that yeah, you yeah. could have cut up, but no, I loved it. All right, so give me some spoiler-free reasons why you did like it. Let's start with Buck. I like the story. In fact, okay. in fact uh, and I'll say a little bit later with more reason, I think it's a better movie than it is a sequel. Wait, but this, I don't think it would be a standalone movie, though. No, no, but I think the, the themes of the oh, movie how are, are you, unique okay. to the movie itself. Okay. And there's things that needed to be addressed as a sequel. Yeah, maybe there were some, let, some letdowns there. There was a little bit of a letdown. Davey? Um, I think in a year of what we would consider weak villains, this probably had the best villain of, and I, obviously I'm not going to say who it is, but the best villain of the year is in this movie. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like some of the Marvel movies were great. Although the Vulture was good, Vul- Michael oh, Keaton's yeah, Michael Vulture King was, was really a pretty good, yeah. solid. Uh, I also weren't expecting a lot from that. But no, see, no, as, a, as a diehard Spider-Man fan, like I wish like there's there's versions of Vulture that are just like super creepy. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? And like like the noir vulture and like the you know the this the character the old guy. So that that was cool and that was a nice little nice little twist there. But uh, I would say in terms of like villains and um, and also. Yeah, I think this is one of the better villains of, of the year. So I think, to me, I thought I agree with the, the villain part. I The reason why I say eh on it, like, it's not bad. I, de- I definitely did not like it. I walked out of the movie, and I thought it was good. And then the more I thought about it, I kind of went down to more average, right? Like, I didn't think it, I didn't think it sucked, but I, I thought it was more average. I thought there was a storyline, maybe two, but certainly one that had no reason to be in the movie, and it kind of felt prequel-ish, which yeah. we'll get to. So there, there was that. I also thought there were some in, uh, characters that I liked and perhaps wanted to see more of or wanted to see them do different things that were a bit wasted. And I don't know, like, on the one hand, they took some chances and it wasn't your typical Star Wars movie. Like, they, they played it safe in Force Awakens and people ate it up. This one, they sort of took some other chances. And I think most of it missed, at least right. in, in my view, most of it missed. If you're going to rank it, there's been nine Star Wars movies now, and the the best ones are unbelievable. The worst ones are horrible. Yes. So it's yeah, it's really a spectrum. Like, it, not even really, it's, it's it's like a it's like a stop and a start. Yeah, like uh, because, black and a white. So, Davey, where would you rank this? There's been nine of them. What spot would you put this in? Well, I think it's better than all the prequels. Um, yes. And then I think it's. Uh, so her most so life I think it's obviously. I mean, the, the best, the best one, the best one is obviously Empire. Yes, I guess unanimous. Then, Empire is the best. And then you could flip flop. I think you could flip flop Force Awakens and New Hope. And then I think it's right in there with Return of the Jedi. Like you could, you could make it. So it's. I would say it's not in the top two. Yes, yeah, see, I that have. Makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I hear you. I have it sixth. I, I go uh, Empire, New Hope. Rogue One, just because oh, of the Vader, okay. just uh, because right. of the goddamn yeah. Vader scenes. Yeah, right? I didn't, I didn't add in Rogue One, and then I go Force Awakens, then Jedi, and maybe those could be flipped. But I, I'm going to go Force Awakens, then Jedi, then this, then Sith, and then like a huge drop off in your, you know, Clones or uh, Phantom Menace, whatever. Yeah. They're the two worst. Do you, Do you have it higher than that, Buck? Yeah. So no, I I put it. I still go. Um, New Hope and uh, Empire. And Empire or one A one B for me. Yeah, uh, I'll put Jedi three because the, the first half of Jedi is still great. It's, you, there's still a lot, there's a lot of Boba Fett stuff. Yeah. There. There's a lot of Leia and a bikini stuff. There's a lot of uh, good job job of you know his yeah, whole the, his whole Ewok life. Stuff's but you also get you get yeah. Vader versus Luke. Yeah, you, you eventually know. get the payoff. Yeah, at the end yeah, of yeah, burning. Yeah. You know, it's great. How creepy does Vader look with the helmet off? Yeah, that's not, not a great look. Not good. Nightmares. Not good. Nightmares. But really <laughs> but um, but I would. I wouldn't have said this after I saw Rogue One for the first time, but I would put Rogue One at four, and then I would put this at five. Then I would put. You uh, like this better than Force Awakens? I did because okay. I felt like Force Awakens was just too easy. It was, it like was too pretty cookie safe. cutter. Yeah, it was very like the plot was almost the exact same. It was the same. It was yeah. the same movie. So, but so, people love that movie, <laughs> right? No, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. But yeah. then it's a then it's like uh, I, I I just fell off the space shuttle, and now I'm I'm like in George Clooney drifting off into the wilderness to find yeah. Episodes one, two, and three. I just think with this one, they had a couple of characters. So they, they took Force Awakens, which everybody liked to varying degrees, whether it was your favorite movie or you just thought, it was, hey, this is very good. and It's resetting the Star Wars universe. And so some of those characters, they had something for them to do in this movie. And then for some of them, they did not. That's right. And then here's maybe my biggest knock on it. And this is spoiler free, I would say. M- the, one of the big reasons why Empire is my favorite one is because you took great characters and you gave them more, like you gave them a lot more background, but then you added some unbelievable characters. Like Yoda debuts an empire, Lando debuts an empire, Darth Sidious debuts an empire. Like it's Boba Fett. How about the? But then you're leaving out the greatest twist in the history of cinema. Well, and the, and and that on top of it, yes. right? So like that movie is hard to beat. And so I was thinking all along, I was like, all right, so Force Awakens, they did it this way. So by that metric, the Last Jedi should be the best new movie it should be because it's set up for it and the new characters to me and we'll get more into it in a second but felt more of a miss a couple i hated and a couple were just kind of incomplete like that's that i mean that's how i looked at it anyway uh dork scores zero through six on the infinity stones davy where do you put it four a hard four hard four buck yeah, I put it at four. I'm, I'm very excited. I've never been able to do the Infinity Stones before. Uh, I wouldn't give it the Life Gem or the Free Refills Gem, but I but I will give it four out of six. 
See, it's funny because it sounds like you guys liked it more than I did, but I would probably also give it a four. And the only reason I say that is because when I compare it to other movies, like we, I think I gave Justice League like a four, right. and it was probably it was probably slightly better than just Justice visually, League. Visually, it's a much better movie than Justice League. Yeah, no, it is. League. It, it is. It is. But it, it to me, part of it is expectation. Like You go in thinking this is going to be the best movie of the year, and it's going to smash Justice League. And the fact that at the end you're like, eh, similar. I had, a, I had a similar time here as I did there. But that might be the difference. Any final non-spoiler things from either of you guys? No, let's get to it. All right. Spoilers! 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 All right, so there's a lot, obviously, to unpack. It's a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Everybody has a lot of feelings on it. And if you go on the interwebs, it is very split. Like, this is ripping apart Star Wars fans. (laughs) Like, some of the guys at work that have seen it, a couple of them loved it. A couple of them I've talked to almost hated it. Like, it's just – and I think the three of us are more in the middle there. And so I think the easiest way to do it, and with each one that we do, we can get into sort of plot points and how the movie went. But I think if we just kind of pro v con. Like, say something you liked about it. We can comment on that. Then the next person goes, has to say something they don't like. And we'll just keep going uh, three-man weave on this. So, Davey, we we'll, we'll want to start with you. And do you want to give us something uh, pro or con? You can start either way. I'll start pro. And I, nice. I, I alluded Positive to in the, non, yeah. in the non-spoiler thing. I think the best part of this movie, and what worked for me in this movie, is you did a complete character deep dive with both Ray and... Kylo Ren or Ben Solo. Like they, that was the meat of the movie, and Luke being kind of the glue between the two of them. So I thought that was like, in terms of character development, I thought that those two, obviously it's called The Last Jedi, so that's the central part of the movie, and I thought that that worked. Now, am I doing my con? Oh, actually, good question. How should we do this? Should each person go pro-con, or should we do he, Davey goes pro? How about pro? a round of pros and round of cons? Round okay, of round pros, okay. round of yep. pros, round yes, of cons. There you go. Ooh, I like that, too. All right, so, so put a pin in your con. I, I have a bunch of both, by the way. So Ray, Kylo, I'm with you on that, Ry. That was definitely the sort of the strength of the movie. Uh, Uncle Buck Pro. Uh, the porgs did not drive me as nuts as I as nuts as I thought they would. In fact, they look delicious. The pr- Have you ever seen a, 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 a an animal that was cooked that looked better than that thing? I was so hungry when how about Chewie was about to eat that thing, and you didn't eat it. Now at that I point, know. Well, that's the con. But well, here's the con. here's the thing. <laughs> at that point, you might as well eat it. That would be what I would say. You've already cooked. You yeah. already defeathered the thing and cooked it. By the way, we asked several porg questions last week on the podcast, and Davey, we have a ton of answers. One. <laughs> yeah, we do. One, they fly. <laughs> Two, yeah, there hard, were yeah. certainly multiple of them. They lay eggs. They nest. I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, they probably breed for life or mate for life. They look like they were they were partnered up. They seemed like they were they were very friendly. They uh, th- when they took over the Millennium Falcon and were nesting in it already, I loved that. Like <laughs> th- don't you think like a lot of people were were scared off, Buck included that this was going to be Ewoks 2.0 and it was going to be so over the top. They actually found the balance where if you liked Porgs, there was enough and you enjoyed it. And if you hated them, they weren't like a central point at all. Right. Like you didn't need a Porg army to stop anything like you did in Jedi. (laughs) You didn't need any of that. So the Porgs to me were hilarious. Like that scene with Chewie and like just the look on their face, like you're not seriously going to eat one of these guys, are you? (laughs) I would have liked to see the build up to that. Now, do you think Chewie found a dead one, or do you think he killed one? Oh, no, well, that's him. a good... You think he killed him? Yeah. And why isn't Chewbacca eating these things raw? Like, he's basically well, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Since that's when is a he a connoisseur <laughs> of uh, a lot of spices? <laughs> and real good rub. He's got a real rub, he does. <laughs> the Chewbacca rub. But now you're just wasting a dead pork. Like, they're going to feel better about it that he's just, like, letting it go? Like, that's kind of... You don't like, want to eat dead meat. That's bad for you. That's going to upset your tum-tum. Well... Oh, that's true. Roadkill. It can only be dead for so long. Remember yeah. Roadkill Cafes? What happened to those? I, I, just, I don't know. They actually served Roadkill? I thought that was just like a... Well, was the menu in the door. That was the name of it. Yeah, you get, you get <laughs> yeah. in there. Oh, hello. You're like, oh, yeah, well, this is all from Route 1. Why don't you <laughs> pop in here and have a, have a bite? But I, I thought the Porgs were a absolute delight. They do look sometimes a little weird. Like, they're a little wonky. Because the first picture we saw, remember it was in like the Entertainment Weekly, the photo of the Porg sitting in the Falcon with Chewie. We only yeah. saw one, and he was a handsome devil. Yeah. Like he had a little, like the eyes, a little mouth on him. But then when they're flying around or screaming, they look a little different. But I also love how Luke goes to one of the, like this, this forbidden like planet or this lost planet, yeah. and he's on an island, 
And clearly, porgs are just native to that. And I right. guess that's why we've never seen porgs. And you got to assume Luke's eaten a porg or two at some point. Pro- yeah, I mean, listen, probably. Besides, like the Doctor Seuss character that he's getting the milk from. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> I love that thing because he gave this. He gave a look to Ray. Yeah, like yeah, this, this is, is like happening. A, this is like a par- yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but he, you remember the Flintstones when yeah. like they'd open up the dishwasher oh, and it'd be like this thing yeah. in there, and it, it, the thing would go, "It's a living." Like that's what I felt like. This thing was going to turn and go to Ray. Like it's a living. Can you imagine if <laughs> <laughs> it's a li- He definitely, but it was almost. I thought they zoomed in on the nipples too long for my taste. I don't have kids, Buck. I mean, both of you guys do. That would have been too much. To, hard to explain, I so, feel like, if this creature is just sitting there getting milked. It's the blue milk, though, Davey. We found yeah. out where that was from. Well, it's funny. We, um, so I went to see the movie with a friend of the podcast, The Fridge, from the Good Brothers podcast. Yes. And I, 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 at first you see it. You kind of see it from the side, and Ray kind of happens upon that thing. And I go to him. I lean over, and I go, that thing's got tits. Yeah, and then the next did. shot is like this the tight shot of like the four tits on that thing. Tight, and they like zoom in on it, just sitting there getting milked, and he's going straight from the nip right into the blue milk, which I guess was doing him well. Because it is funny, one of the questions with Luke is when you find him at the end of Force Awakens, you're saying, well, how does he survive there? What do they have? They have porgs, yeah. which apparently you can eat. Yep. They have the blue milk thing. The nun women. The what are the nun women? There? Didn't that feel like Dark Crystal-like? Like, that was yeah, Jim Henson. Nun- very Jim Henson-y. Yes. Yeah, I thought, but those guys were all pretty good. So okay, I so. just love how they were just constantly like, "What the hell?" But, <laughs> I just we're just trying to do our jobs around here. You nearly killed us with that boulder. They hated Ray. Oh, like that was so, so funny. They hated, so annoyed. They hated Ray. They're all hoping they can get with like, Luke. Yeah, can she leave, please? Yeah. Like he won't train us. We we want to be trained. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I had the same experience, Davey, when I uh, was you know they they kind of pan over and you see this thing's got like four or six large yeah. alien breasts, and I just started laughing. Yeah. I was. You, in the theater, and then I was like, like the, "Oh, sorry." You guys see the nips on that thing, or no? All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm with you, Buck. The porgs were a delight. Uh, my pro would be almost all of the scenes in Snoke's chamber. I thought that was a really cool looking setting, like with the red him because we were used to seeing Darth uh, Sidious on the Death Star, and like that was a cool image of him looking out. This one's different. He's got like a closed off room. It's all red. He has his weird guards around him. He's just sitting on that throne, and whether it was the first scene with, with Kylo Ren or obviously the, the fight scene and, and Kylo uh, killing Snoke, which, by the way, I was half right in my prediction. I said, like Vader, I thought, I thought Kylo was going to kill Snoke in Episode Nine. Happens in Episode Eight, so I'm going to take half credit. I'm taking half credit for that. But I, I like the scenes there. I thought everything, like, with everything that was going on, that was a time where you were super focused. Like, as soon as they went into that room, you kind of, like, inched forward in your seat. And you're like, all right, what's going to happen here? You're trying to figure out what what Snoke's backstory. What are we going to learn about yeah, him? There's, like, no distractions. It was no, a big, right, red, big right, red room. Right. You're like, I, yeah, it's not like when some of these outdoor landscape things where your eyeballs are yeah. going everywhere. You're focused on Snoke. And a real surprise like a real like that was the biggest surprise to me was that Snoke who they build and they really hyped up in this uh movie as well that he is so powerful he is the dark side he's the Sith lord the supreme leader and then he dies what halfway through right. the second movie and it's the yeah. first movie you actually see him walking around he's on a hologram right. and he's dead so i like that twist that was a good surprise and that was one of the things we talked about in our in our pre, our preview episode too is like when it, like Snoke's just Snoke like he's not anybody, you know that would work for me. Yeah, know? we well now I wonder if we go back to that. I assume he's definitely dead, but I wonder are we going to find out who he was? Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions with Snoke. Yeah, right. I, and I don't necessarily know that. Like you said, Davey, that there has to be any. I, I and I, I didn't necessarily want there to be any kind of backstory with Ray. I, I felt it felt like it was kind of cheap that the, in the entire universe, there's like five people that are really good with the Force. Yeah. So like, oh, this, I, I like the idea that, she, that she's nobody. But here's the thing with that, real quick, right. is I would say there's a chance Kylo is just lying to her. Well, and yeah, and, and, and honestly, the way the fans have reacted, they may pull an audible. They and, may twist and do it. something for the next movie. But we both, Davey and I, talked about it last week. We definitely would think it would be great. Like you said, like if she was nobody, if she was just a, a nobody, that'd be great. But I would say maybe she's not, only because in Force Awakens, there's that scene where she kind of is like like hallucinates or whatever, and she's a little girl. And she's like reaching out, and it looks like her parents get taken away in a ship. But that's but that's why I said this makes a better, I think, movie than it does a sequel because they you, they left you with that. They said, "Hey, listen, yeah, yeah. you know, give it some thought because this is going to be a good one." And they just were basically like, "Meh, 
we're, we're not going to do it. But then again, Kylo could be lying to her, and maybe he Absolutely doesn't could. want right. She could still be a Kenobi because why? If her parents were really just drunks that sold her for like a hit, so then why didn't they leave some sort of clue towards the, like you know what I mean? Like sometimes, they sometimes, sometimes, but yeah. they wouldn't if they were nobodies. They wouldn't get taken away in a ship, would they? Like I don't but think. Why any, didn't, yeah, or why didn't anyone just tell her? If, if, if they were nobodies, why didn't anybody be like, yeah, your parents were drunk? And she was clearly hanging on to something too. Like remember, she like kept having to go back to her place. In the last movie, because she was waiting for them to return, and so that, the big dude was like dragging her away. He was like almost like watching over her. Yeah. But again, this is the type of discussion that all the online folks are really yeah. upset about because there were those types of setups that just didn't deliver. All right, let's go. Uh, I guess cons around the table. Davey, you go first. Okay, so there's this um, this theory. If you read this theory, I'm sure you've looked at the the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Indiana Jones is completely inconsequential to the plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like they did the, a whole uh, even if he yeah, wasn't, if he wasn't there, Wars. yeah. If he, if he wasn't there, then the Nazis still would have opened the Ark of the Covenant, and they still would have all died, and he didn't have to be there. Right. right, 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 right. Finn and Rose inconsequential to this movie. Nothing they did mattered. Like and that and like you could say that it's character development. You could say, well, that's great. It's great for their character, but in terms of plot for a two and a half hour movie, you could take them completely out of the movie, and it's still the same movie. There's nothing for them to do. Yeah, they go nothing. to that. They go to that casino world. Then they have that that chase scene with like those like horse type things. That was the biggest prequel type feel Just ever. Garbage, I remember when yeah. Anakin and Padme were riding that, that stupid thing with the nose, but like that thing. Yeah. That reminded me of that. I was but, like, this is useless. And now you're seeing gambling stacks of chips, and all I'm thinking of is uh, now I have to figure out like monetarily what, uh, how does the the what, system of, what <laughs> of is this? money work in this in this world? Like, I thought Rose was a trash character. I hated Rose, and that was one of, again. You're bringing Yoda and Lando and Darth Sidious and Boba Fett in Empire, and in this movie, you're bringing Rose. Like I could, yeah, care, like, I could care less. And she's a nobody. Like she's, she's, a, and like I, the the chemistry between them two, the two of them romantically, it just didn't work. Like no. that was nonsense. And like I said, I mean, the the whole point of them going and getting this, it, it was like an hour and a half of movie where they go and they're going to get this code breaker, who's Benicio del Toro, who's like kind of cool and like a he does that like quirky. Is that sci-fi thing that he does? And I thought his character was kind of cool, like this. Well, by you know, the way, kind of like a, so yeah. he he wasn't the code breaker. So he they end up with him, and this was not to not to yeah, jump so back real like quick. A breaker, my right. my uh, a, yeah. my. Uh, let me just dive in. I know we're going out of order, but my pro would be Justin Thoreau, the guy from the Leftovers. Right. I think he's Jennifer yeah. Aniston's husband. He was actually the master code breaker. He was the guy that had that thing on his shirt. Had so the thing on his shirt. He yeah. was the one that was uh, recommended by Maz Kanata, who was a great little cameo. I like that spot. That was a good spot for her. But so my one of my biggest pros from the whole movie is Justin Thoreau is in it for five seconds, and you can let your imagination run wild about how great he would have been. Like he could have, oh, yeah. he could have <laughs> yeah. been awesome, and maybe we'll see him in the next movie. I love the idea of him being in there. They end up with Benicio del Toro, as you say, Rise. So that's another uh, new character who had, I think, pretty big expectations. He's a, he's a great actor. He's a weirdo, and he could fit in really well in this universe. No payoff on that, though. So but my point is, is they didn't even have to go to that planet to get him. They could have gone right to Snoke's ship and gotten caught, and that would have the same <laughs> thing would have happened. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right, exactly. He did. He like he gives you like a little bit of false hope that like oh maybe he will be able. To, oh no, or, no, or they're, just they're false hope that you have a cool new character, like almost like a yeah. second generation Han Solo type, right? That you're, like you're a right. smuggler that you're following, and not that like, I, I understand, but like they, maybe it, it was like it seemed very political to me that they were like talking about these arms dealers who deal to like both sides, and that's how they're you know that's how the Empire makes other first whoever makes their money and whatever. Like I, I that's okay. I they get needed it. more Move Senate on. meetings. They didn't have enough yeah. really, like you know talking about politics and things like that all right but so uh yeah i'm with you finn rose just a mess and i thought there was a chance i'm like they're not going to do this are they at the end when finn almost sacrificed himself i was like that actually would have been really cool i would have been on board with that and then it would have the the relationship between him and rose even though it sucked at least it would have given his character a little bit more background like right you're like Ideally, and it didn't work, but ideally you're supposed to like him a little bit more, and then he dies, and then it's like actually a real loss. 
But well, it's instead, hard for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that whole thing, it's hard for me to get behind a guy who every time he's on fucking screen, he's running away from somebody. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like sucks. he's not standing and fighting. He's fucking running away or trying to get out of something. Well, like, and, he's a pussy. And that's why I had hoped they had gone like the, uh, the Han Solo type of route in the fact that this guy doesn't really want to be here. He's just trying to make the best you know, way that he can in this horrible universe that he's in. Yeah. But uh, just briefly getting back to the comic side of things, comic readers have always wanted some sort of connection between the comic and the movies, right? Right. And so when he started licking his lips, like, you know, he had like rabbit teeth and everything else, and I immediately thought of the character, the green rabbit. From, oh, that ridiculous yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jax, uh, <laughs> who, who is just a completely ridiculous character, but I almost felt like it was a nod to like fans of like, yeah, you know, right. who've been following this stuff for so long. Like, here's we're going to throw your character and we'll give him a different, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, his ter- character just turned out to be a lowlife, and you, there was nothing to pull for him, and ultimately what he did didn't matter at all. No, unless, unless uh, so what they're going to, uh, so J.J. Abrams is back for episode nine, and he is going to have to, he's got some work to do. He's going to have to take some of the very loose ends and change things around, because maybe you can still s- save Benicio Del Toro, whose character's name was DJ. Maybe you can get something out of him. I don't know. All right, so uh, Buck for a con. Do you want flying layers at me? You, you, can, <laughs> okay. you can take it. Okay, you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Princess Leia, as it turned out, died while they were making this movie, yep. and they took an opportunity, and I don't know, you know, they said that she got through all of her scenes, and apparently she did, but they had an opportunity to basically kill her off, either by Couple having, of her, times. having her son shoot her down, which he opted not to do. He opted not to do that, yes. so showing a little side of maybe being a good guy. Right. Or just- I He mean, already killed his dad, though, so I'm kind of out on that. Even the biggest pricks in the world wouldn't shoot their mother. Like, you I don't think I Hitler mean, would have killed his mother. Well, the Menendez brothers are saying, hello. Well, that's true. <laughs> you got me there. Uh, always, always have one, don't you? Um, but so uh, there, there's that. But then, so then she gets blasted out of space, and now suddenly she's Gamora, turning into crystal, like like we're rewatching a scene from Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's like, all of a sudden now her hand's moving, and she's using the force power, which she's never used before to our knowledge, to fly back to the ship. And because there's a lot of stuff to push off of in the middle of space. Yes. The whole, I mean, just the whole thing was just so, you're just, I'm looking at it going, oh, it's just, no, don't, don't do I this. Was, so I watched this movie by myself. Now, I was with a, a theater full of people, but nobody I knew. And that was the one where I'm like, I'm like looking around, I'm like, are we kidding with this? This well, is happening right now? We're, this is, everybody's okay with this? But her hand comes to the glass and I'm literally going yeah. like, please be like Penny's boat. Not Penny's boat, right on something on your hand, and just die. Yeah, just be thanks. done with this. So Thank that you. instead, they she basically knocks on the door. Hey guys, what's up? Hey guys, yeah, I, I seem to have been sucked out into the uh, vapid uh, vacuum like, of space. So if she can't die, shouldn't she be on the front line fighting? Like if you have somebody who's invincible, just go kick some ass. Uh, yeah. So she's this super great Put Jedi, her in a giant apparently. slingshot like Angry Birds, and shoot her at the Empire. I hated that. I absolutely hated that scene. That drove me nuts. So yeah, Princess Leia flying back to the ship. Sorry to jump in. No, please. But to make to make that scene even worse, they take a fan favorite character and mention his death in one line. They're like, "Oh yeah, Admiral Akbar's dead." Brutal. Like, yeah. That's it. Brutal. Right. Exactly. They're like, "Akbar's dead." They're like, "Leia's fine," but uh, Akbar, Akbar's yeah. died. And they just mention it in passing as they're passing the torch over to Laura Dern's character, where they're just like, "Well, you know, most of the you know the officers are dead, uh, including uh, Admiral Akbar." And you're like, "What the fuck?" So that actually, that's a perfect segue into my next con, which is when Leia uh, dies or almost dies, and then she's back, but she's kind of out of it. She turns it over to Laura Dern, who plays Vice Admiral Amelyn Holdo. So purple-haired lady, purple, uh, nice look, like a different, like a, like a human, but with like a di- slightly different look. That's fine. I don't understand what her deal was because she wouldn't explain to Poe Dameron what her plan was. Like, she basically swerved him, but for no reason. Right. Like, if there was, if you found out that, you know, the villains were spying on there, or that there was, uh, like, a mole, like, an inside, like, there's somebody with the uh, resistance who was actually uh, one of the bad guys, you could understand why she'd be so coy with Poe Dameron. Or if, remember the scene where, like, she's, like, watching them, like, drift away towards that planet, and yeah. she's like, oh, no, they're about to be fired on. If she just kind of like had like a the camera changes, and she just goes fire, and it turns out that she's been pulling the strings on this whole yes. shit all the time. But nothing like it was nope. just so like and then, <laughs> then at the end, and then like Leia and uh, and Laura Dern are like, oh yeah, like that's Poe Dameron, like oh yeah, yeah, I like him or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? Like what? That was just to swerve the audience. Right. That was just to be like, hey, maybe she's not a good guy. Just kidding, she's the best guy. She's right. gonna stay on the ship, and she's gonna yeah. go down with the ship. And you're like. 
what is this? Like, there was no reason for her to be playing it the way that she did. So that that drove me nuts. And not only that, but, like, there, she had to have told somebody on the ship, because remember when, like, Poe does his little mutiny thing? And then she has people next to her who pull guns, too. So she had to have told somebody. <laughs> right. She told some people. Well, half the people yeah. were on her side. Half the people were, were against her. So that was insane. Um, but let me just jump ahead, and I'll do a pro, just because it's the same thing. When she stays on board the ship, and then she decides to go light speed through the fleet. That was cool. That was awesome. And like, what a great idea. And like, for all these ships that have the capability of going light speed, I'm sure some of us ask the question, well, what if you went through something? Or what if you went through another ship? What would happen? Yeah. We saw what was going to happen. And that was awesome. When they cut all the sound, like rather yeah. than going that like, was really crazy, cool, yeah. like rather than going nuts, like super loud, they cut it all. And that was way more impactful. So even though I didn't like the Lord Dern character, her final uh, move was awesome. Like I, I actually now, time, really like that part. Time out. Now I have a problem with that. Now that the dovetails it, why did she wait for like thirty ships to go down before she turned and did that? Great oh, question. You know, did she, she maybe like living? She well, but she, no, knew, she, once she was the only one yeah. on the ship for a long time. Yeah, she's and, like, like I'll stay here. Right, right, right. I guess that's true. She I don't turn think, around and just well, do it. I don't think she was a great. Lead. She's like Mike Tomlin. It was late in the game. She kind of panicked. But she didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> she saw Ben calling time. She really thought I was supposed to be towards me. But the other thing that pissed me off too is they're like, they're they're making this uh, now. All of a sudden, spaceships have gas. You know what I mean? And then, and then uh, <laughs> that is a really good yeah, point. I hadn't even thought of that. We're super out of and gas. Then, and then they're like, well, when? we only have we only have one we only have enough gas for one more jump to light speed, and they're tracking us through light speed. Secondly, throw some porgs in there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I'm like, so hang on. So so we wait till we're completely out of gas and the shields are down. Now we can jump to light speed. Now gas doesn't matter. Well, uh, it's the last gasp of gas to do that part. <laughs> the but last I mean, gasp of gas. But, like, <laughs> but let me ask you this: so like, when when the gas is running low on that thing, do you get the the thing where it's like five miles? Light empty, comes on. No, the light empty. comes on. The light comes on. But I mean, nowadays yeah. they tell you how many miles. But then oh, you, yeah, you, you go to zero and you still have about twenty miles. You, so, but now are you going downhill? Too, <laughs> the other thing too is when when Poe does his mutiny thing, right? They're like, we're running out of gas, we're running out of gas, blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at her and he goes, you're gassing up the escape pods? Like, where the fuck are you getting the gas from? Yeah, you coward. How dare you gas up the escape pods? And she's like, yeah, this is my plan. It's actually going to work. And, like, that whole thing, too, like, it was a little heavy-handed at where they're like, hey, Poe, you need to learn a lesson. Like, you might, yeah. you might be a great pilot, but, hey. Yeah. You can't just go out there guns blaring all the time, big guy. Oh, no. We're just going to wait and get, like, escape pods get picked off. What is, what is off this by punky I'm going to watch everyone die. <laughs> yeah, well, it was point after, after school special for Poe Dameron. Like, come on, yeah. man. I would Sometimes. have loved it, though, if they went down. Like, let's go to the boiler room. And it's guys with, like, the train hats going, well, let's throw some more porgs in the fire. <laughs> porgs just died. <laughs> screaming. Horrible They're screams. All looking with the horrible, eyes. Horrible screams. Yeah. All right. So that was, uh, I, I threw a pro in there with Holdo going light speed. So, Davey, what do you have for pro? Uh, greatest uh, one of the greatest lightsaber fights in these movies was was Ray and uh, Kylo Ren with against the Praetorian Guard. Yeah, that was cool. There was, some, was again awesome. going back to the Snoke chamber scenes. Those were that was really where the money was at. I thought in, the, in this movie and and it solved a mystery where they were like, you know, when um, it's one of those like shower thoughts things that people have where they're like, why don't this just happen? Like, why don't other Jedi's like turn on like. Other, their enemies' lightsabers when they're not expecting it, like you know what I mean? Yeah, right. If like, it's, well, it's thinking, right there, like that—that's like, the way to go. Just hit the button. Was it like, a funny thing? They, they did it twice. Yeah, they did. But to hear Snoke like, and yes, he will then activate the light. Well, that's a little closer to me than I would like. <laughs> yeah, wait a but minute. I, I, I would hope that at some point it would direct more towards who he's. <laughs> <laughs> use, use, use the one in your hand. Yeah, what, yeah. Are you, what are you doing? Not this one what here. Doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it seems to be rotating my way. I'm going to lean this way to avoid. Stop, stop that. <laughs> yeah, Snoke. Was, but I thought that yeah. was. Great fight choreography and just a, a creative ways of of showing um, like Jedi, you know, lightsaber battles. I thought that was really good. That was good. Buck, you got to leave pro. it at that. Uh, visually, it's a fantastic film. It the, does look really nice. The final scene on the on the salt planet with the the red and the white. I loved that. Yeah. Like the, like the salt. Like right, they're like on this mineral planet that they go to where they had like a little bit of a bunker type thing, but then just. Yeah, the look of that, and we saw a little bit of it in the preview, but with like the the thing dragging, and then it turns to red. It looks like it's like painting the whole thing. Really, like, is was, yeah, visually cool. it's just stunning. And like you said, that scene where it just goes quiet and she she Oof. hits the lightsaber. I mean, that was cool. It, yeah, it was like cinematic. Really, it really kind of brought you back to some of the uh, the great cinema that you saw in the first two films. So I really enjoyed that as just a moviegoer. 
Uh, my, a quick pro would be BB-8. I thought he came across really good. Like he saves them at one point. He uh, for like a soccer ball with like a little head. He shows a lot of personality. And, but it, didn't overpower the movie. It wasn't no, he, like you were like. Oh. It wasn't the BB-8 show. Right. But when he was on there, he was doing cool stuff. So I I, I liked what what he was doing. Uh, let's go to cons. Well, actually, this might be a pro and a con. Let me ask you guys, what did you think of how they used Luke Skywalker in this movie? Because this was such the height. Like, the way Force Awakens ends, then you combine that with the movie posters. There was so much speculation about, is he going to be a good guy? Is he going to be a bad guy? Is he going to be somewhere in between guy? What did you think of the decision? So Luke Skywalker, just to, to paint the picture, was a guy that thought there were still good in Darth Vader. The worst guy in the history of the galaxies and just destroyed people like we saw in Rogue One, and I wish we could see more of it. So he's like the worst guy. He's the one of the great villains of all time. Luke Skywalker saw good in him and wouldn't kill him. His nephew, who he was training... He saw equally evilness. He thought there was equal evilness, and he thought <laughs> Snoke got to him. He's like a teenager, yeah. and he sneaks up on him, and he decides to almost kill him in his sleep? Yeah, I felt like the fuck is that? That's not Luke Skywalker. I felt like uh, you know at that point he should have been you know that character should have been played by Google you know Will Hunting right? Like oh it's not your fault son it's not your fault like you know the people who are supposed to trust the most are standing over him with a lightsaber. So he he feels like he can't talk the dark side out of him. He can't get the Snoke out of him. He goes into his chamber like it's like he lost his friggin' mind. Like he was like a different character all of a sudden. Well, what the only thing I did like about that is you know you've heard that old maxim like there's there's three. There's three. There's like your story, my story, and the truth. Right. You that was I mean? cool how they showed it a couple of times over. I just thought for Luke, they kind of sabotaged one of the great characters in cinematic history. But I like the idea that the you know where you have uh, Luke's version of the story was that you know he went in there you know because he he was going to confront him and then he pulled the roof down on him and then you heard Kylo Ren's version where it was like he was trying to kill me so I pulled the roof down on him and it was somewhere in the middle. You yeah. Know, and I think okay. That's, that's the philosophical idea of this entire movie, is that the middle. You know what I mean? Like, the, the truth is in the middle. Right. Where, where I, I had that idea in my head for a second. I, I, don't, I pushed it out. It's gone. But it was too late. He saw me. He was just defending himself. Like, he was just a kid defending himself. Right. The, know, whole, so that, the, whole, the whole yin-yang yes. Yes. With theme yes. throughout the entire film. And then so then he trains Ray, and I would almost consider this a con like for 10 seconds like he didn't do shit to help ray and that's one of my my problems and maybe it shouldn't be is that ray is so much better at everything than she probably should be like she's she almost beat kylo ren day one she never touched a lightsaber before almost beat him then and i know he was hurt but whatever that's still if kylo ren is supposed to be the next darth vader that should not be a fair fight and then in this one she's like kicking ass she's like in the snoke chamber and she's like whooping ass and basically all luke told her to do was like sit Cross leg and breathe. And breathe. Oh, yeah. What is that? I, and then she gets drawn to the dark side, which I like. I thought that was a nice little twist. Like maybe, ooh, maybe she'll go there. That was cool. And I and trust me, I like Ray. I think Ray's a really good character. But Luke didn't do shit to help her. Yeah, I felt like if is it, while this is happening, I'm thinking of that Kirby enthusiasm episode where Larry's nephew comes to stay with them, and he's a magician. Yes, and he's like, "Well, it's, tell me how you do it. I can't tell you that I'm a, you're not a magician." He's like, "Well, you know one trick. <laughs> like, one trick doesn't make a magician." He goes, yeah. "Yeah, well, how did he, magician taught you? How does he know? Well, he knew I was a magician. Like, so, <laughs> I just couldn't. So yeah, the whole time you're just kind of going, and then she ultimately just gets so far. And that was, I think, another one of the themes of the film: the idea that. Ultimately, for any society to progress, the next generation really has to start outdoing the previous generation. So, you know, the the scene where Yoda comes, and I'm sure we'll get to him, but the the scene where so, we, we get to him and This he, is also a pro and con, yeah, yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Where, where they get to him, though, and, and Yoda goes, uh, oh, yeah, you really like those books? And he's like, yeah, there's the ancient text. He's like, oh, real page turners, huh? Yeah, yeah, and he's it. just like, well, yeah, I read some of it. <laughs> so Yoda, the good thing about Yoda was he was a lot more like he was in the original trilogy. Yes. We're kind of quirky and kind of like, oh, whatever, and he, and he had that look to him, too. It wasn't the CGI Although Yoda. he was older. Why is he older? Yeah, he's dead. I mean, like, I Darth got to be younger when they mm. redid, they put uh, Anakin in there. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Christensen in there. That's true. But the uh, what did you think of Yoda, who is dead, being able to summon lightning and destroy a tree? Well, this goes back to the thing. I think a lot of people are pissed off about this. And one of the things that um, I was going to bring up towards the end was that 
throughout these movies, people are like, oh, so Spectral Jedi can just fucking, you know, turn into Thor and light shit on fire? I'm like, they've been introducing new powers every single movie. Like, they do this all the time. Like, the first time the Emperor, like, shot light, like uh, shot lightning out of his fingers, you're like, well, how the fuck does he do that? Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Where, like, the first time, you know, Darth Vader picks someone up by the throat virtually, you're like, how the hell does he do that? And they introduce new things all the time. You know, the Jedi can do all sorts of things. So it's not out of the realm of, pers- uh, like, possibility that, you know, uh, other realm Jedi can pull this shit. You so know what I mean? Speaking of that, so when Luke Skywalker, like, the, the biggest part of the movie, the climax of the movie, when he is a, uh, pro- projects himself Projection. onto the mineral planet, yeah. when he first showed up and he's walking in there and he's got this stupid dice thing, which I'm sure we'll learn about more later on, but when he goes in there and sees Leia... I'm sitting there in the theater, and I was a little bit late to this because I see it, and I go, "What did he dye his beard? Like, what yeah. the fuck? He got yeah. a hair, he got a haircut, and dyed his beard on the way over there." I'm like, "This is pretty urgent." And then I'm thinking, "I'm like, so can porgs dye beards? Can those nun ladies dye beards?" And then I'm like, "Man, I'm did like, clean, did they clean him up a little bit?" I'm like, "That doesn't look like him at all." And I was getting mad about it. And then when he's like, "I'll go take on this whole crew," I'm like, "Okay, that's not him." Like, yeah. okay, that, he's he's projecting also, himself. My first thing was like, "How the hell did he get there so fast?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, and that's what I said. Like, like, how like Leia, he can fly. Well, they said, like, there's only one way in and one way out, and then Luke comes in like a back door. I'm like, how the hell did he get in there? Yeah, and so... And thank God for the ice dogs, first of all. Dude, those ice foxes or ice dogs, those were badass. Very, yeah, I liked cool. I liked those creatures a lot. And we, we you, I think last week, Davey, you said they were sort of like lookout, and they kind of proved to be a bit in this. You know, like, they knew yeah. shit was going on, so they were really cool. But when the, whenever there's a natural natural disaster, Rick, Richard, you know what to do, right? Watch to see what the animals are doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I do my, that anyway. My father-in-law always says that. As soon as you start seeing squirrels go for, grabbing all the nuts and, and just, yep. you know, yeah. and, they, and they start falling from the trees, you know, some shit's happening. Shit is about to go down. Uh, real quick, so that whole scene there, and again, by the way, when Rose just just tackles Finn like that, like, she crashed her ship into his ship, like, they should both be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, rather yeah. than, like, I saved you. Anyway. So Luke Skywalker does that whole thing. That was that was a pretty cool scene with with Kylo. Would you say that that took so much out of him that that killed him, or why is Luke dead now? Okay, well, so he's not dead. Well, I don't think he's dead. Oh, I think he is. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think he's dead. But he's but dead. My one of my and this is kind of a con for me, I guess, would be just be that why? I mean, they have a real audio visual problem in in this universe because. Uh, the emperor can show up right in front of you, and he looks like a hazy, like blue, whatever. And he's also zoomed in. Uh, same thing with you know Snoke. But then, if Luke wants to use his force thing, not only can he do it from ten planets away, yeah, but he can do it crystal clear, four K, to the point where they're ready to attack him. And he's like, you know what? Give me thirty five yeah, year old. Take, Luke. A, take about fifteen pounds <laughs> off. Die the Let's beard. Pre car accident yeah. before Empire. Well, that's what and, he looked like when he was training Kylo. So that's obviously why he wanted to go. In that guise, but still, it was like. But it was just, yeah. That's a bit of a stretch. I'm yeah. with you. That's a I'm bit just of a like really that. That's a that's an incredible force power if you're able to do that. Um, where but are we it, now? You so, know, in the comics, he can do that. Like that shows up in one of the comics, I believe. It that well, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Vader, Vader's able to do that in in the one uh, very early on in the Marvel series. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. I would say uh, now the kid at the end. Who has obviously force powers? I thought that whole storyline again because we we stumble upon them because Rose and Finn are there, and it's like a poor kid, and he's so he has some of the force in him, and then it like zooms in on him on the end. I'm like, I don't care about this kid. Like, I don't care at all. Like, we don't need to know that anybody can be a Jedi because you're already sort of explaining that with Ray. Right. So why do I need this kid? That I don't even know if he has a name. The like Cracker Jack toy. Don't care. Like, but you got, I thought you I, I just thought it was really cool. First of all, just a just a nice little reference to Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo while Turbo was dancing with the broom. That no doubt, appears to be on air. Um, but if, if you, it's one of those things that I thought was really neat because, like, I just said the word neat when when it was uh, neat, Ryan. It was neat. What else no, was like, neat? It was it was really subtle. Like he just kind of the broom wasn't like across the room; it was like a foot from him, and it just kind of floated to him. 
You know what I mean? So it wasn't like no, it was subtle. No, no, that was fine. But I'm like, where, who the fuck is this kid? I'm like, we have enough characters going on right now. I don't need to know well, about was, him. Yeah, he was one of the kids in the stables that you know when, no, when I, Rose, I got it. Rose dropped but, the ring. Yeah, I, no, I get it. But Yippy Skippy, we got another hop into a pod racer. Yeah, I'm the best pod racer in the galaxy. Like, I don't give a fuck. Christ again, Sebulba's kids there. He's like, I also. Re-. I'm like, oh god, this guy won't die. Uh, what else you guys got? Give me at this point. Give me a pro or a con. I don't care. A pro or a con. Uh, whatever else, whatever else you got. I got a couple left. So whatever else you guys got. Okay, someone else go first. You put me on. I have right, my. I'll, I, gotta go I'll go, I got a couple. Oh, quick fuck things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Uh, I didn't. Li- I didn't like the way the movie started with a dumb joke. I felt like it was at like a, uh, um, a Rob Schneider type of a, a dopey joke, like the Poe Dameron joke. Yes. So I liked the joke. I think that they did Poor, it like three times in a row, though. But but yeah, but like so, we already got it. Like but, you could you could have shortened that, right? But this is one of the problems I have with with not only Rogue One but the first but the Force first, Awakens did it too. Force Awakens is that you're again just pointing out this is a very inept dopey empire you're having to tackle here. Like they were running yeah, ships true. into each other, like in yeah. the last movie. And so it was kind of like, uh, that's right, I'm dealing with like the three stooges of Empire. But right before that comedy bit, the Poe Dameron showing off being the best fighter pilot in the galaxy was sweet. Like, so you actually, because the first movie he didn't do as much. This movie, he was great. Again, I know it was a little heavy handed with the lesson that he had to learn, but the action scene at the beginning showing off Poe Dameron, that was definitely, that was on my list as a pro. I thought that was pretty sweet. And this is just my last thing, and then you guys can wrap up. Uh, Luke's lightsaber. This was the biggest letdown for me because I was totally fine with Snoke being nobody. I was totally fine with Ray being nobody. Where the hell did Luke's blue lightsaber come from? Mm-hmm. It was attached to yeah. his hand last time I saw it. Right, <laughs> exactly. That's and they true. didn't address that at all. That's true. But they, where's the green one? Well, they uh, have the green one. That's, yeah, in, a, they that's in a glass case in his, uh, in his uh, probably in his bathroom. He doesn't want to brag yeah, about yeah. how great it is. The porgs yeah. use it for sex. <laughs> 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 they do uh, it delicious, uh, though. Fuck Phasma. That's my last comment. Oh, God. That's we, right. We didn't get into that. That just uh, We've been talking about this for almost an hour. That just goes to show you like what a useless character that is. Like, nothing. nothing Phasma had, did nothing. How about that actress, though? They didn't even need her. No, they didn't even need her. And no, yet she did all her. the talk it, show circuit and everything. Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. They got her eye in there. Oh, also, speaking of actresses, I thought it was cool. She was in The Force Awakens, but I don't think nearly as much. Uh, Carrie Fisher's real-life daughter... Uh, Billy Lord, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. She she actually had a few lines, and you saw her. She was on the Resistance. She actually had like a mini version of like the yeah. classic I Leia. See her with that blue saber. So yeah, sure. <laughs> I think so. I think we'll see her probably a little bit more. Um, all right. So deaths, aka picks of the podcast. Uh, Luke Skywalker, although Davy thinks he's not dead. Uh, Buck and I think he's dead. Snoke and Admiral Akbar. Anybody else? I mean, obviously, a lot of other people uh, yeah. die, but like as far as main characters, those Walking Dead follow-up show. I think I show. think Rose Rose is going to make it. Unfortunately, no, Rose will live. What about Nyum Nyum? We didn't see enough Nyum Nyum. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of people. No. No, people are pissed about Nyum Nyum. <laughs> well, he's Lando's guy. So I know he's Lando's Lando, guy. You don't see him. But no, I thought he was in it. Wasn't he in it for a second? Or maybe it wasn't him. No, no, you know what? It was the other guy who was uh, one of the fighter pilots from. Uh, oh, that's not right. enough. Che- not enough Chewbacca. Not enough Chew. Oh, good point. Not enough Chewbacca. Remember, the, remember from the last movie? There he goes. Yeah, we got a lot of shots, but no damage. And that, yeah, so that guy was back. Yeah, he was back. Yeah. All right, so here we go. So episode nine is coming out in a couple of years, and it's going to be J.J. Abrams. Uh, he's going to be back for this. Predict the title. What is going to be the title of episode nine? I'm sure they'll they'll announce that. Uh, what do you think? Like a half, a, like a year out of that? I don't. I don't know when they'll. I forget when we heard it was going to be the last Jedi, but that made people lose their friggin' minds. What, David? Do you have a prediction? For episode nine title, I shot out a bunch of them to you, but there, there's, you know, <laughs> excuse me, I keep going back to I shot out a bunch of them like via text, but they were too no, long I, and too too sweary. So do you, no, but, you, you're allowed to swear on the podcast. That's fine. Do you do you have one that you want to pin? You know, go with make a make yeah. a prediction now because then we can we look really smart later on. Episode nine. Are you fucking happy now? Okay, uh, Uncle there's Buff. my up, there's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you all right? I I feel that's unlikely that they'll go with that, but that's okay. Uh, that's going to be a long poster. Um, 
Boy, I had one uh, just a second ago. My initial thought was Jungle Fever, which we already talked about. I feel like that is sneaky kind of on the line there. <laughs> it has a little, okay. It's a little racy. Uh, actually, it'll probably, I mean, to be completely honest, as a fan, it'll probably be something along the lines of like Jedi Rising or like some, you know, see, you see the this sur- surgence of like, so almost like New Mutants, right? You see the surgence yeah, yeah, of young yeah. Jedi starting to kind of just make themselves known, here's, almost like X-Men. Here's my prediction. And Davey, I think you'll like this because I know you've been upset at their lack of... Uh, you know, being in 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 the spotlight. Oh, you haven't even you haven't even heard upset yet. <laughs> what? How about this? Star Wars, n- the Knights of Ren. See, oh. Where the hell have they been, dude? How? Sorry. Well, they're going to dominate Episode Nine, is what I'm thinking. Because now, because yeah, we'll who's the supreme leader right now? Kylo Ren is. Kylo Ren. So you don't think my audio video problem? Why did they not have a DVR anywhere? No, there's no cameras in this this uh, Star Trek original series room that's all red. What do you think of that though? Star Wars Nine, the Knights of Ren, and I also think, and maybe this has already been told. I'm not sure if this is true or not. But wouldn't you assume that the Knights of Ren would be the other Jedi that were training with Luke that survived? They they said that, didn't they? Oh, they did. He took took a couple of the students I was training with him. Okay. but they didn't. Okay, but they didn't specifically say they were the knights. You just, that's implied, and that's fine. So, but but I think there'd be a whole interesting story going on with that. Do you guys have any other uh, predictions for episode nine? Not just the title, but anything else you want to see. Um. So who's going to train these idiots now? And that's why I think Luke is alive. That's what I'm going to say. My prediction is Luke's still alive because who's pushing these two? Well, you right know what now? they they have the out where they can be ghosts. Well, he can use the fort. Yeah, Luke he can, can show up. Him and Yoda could both show up and be like, "Hey, we're dead, but we're not." And Gwygon, <laughs> fucking Gwygon. Yeah. You know, someone's but someone's got to be out there to you know. Maybe Mace Windu is alive. He so, could be. You know, maybe he could he's be. out there. So we're all giving yeah. it a four out of six. But I want it to be yeah. like Rocky Four, where yeah. uh, uh, the the first one uh, from from Phantom Menace comes back and starts to retrain Kylo. Yes. You know, I, we, I mean, oh, Darth, yeah, oh, Darth Maul. He starts to, he's training Kylo. Oh, he's doing pull ups on his like. From like rope things hanging from his bad apartment, Darth Maul is uh, a handsome devil. So, you guys, uh, we've all seen it by now. So you can email us. And actually, we got a bunch of emails already. Dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. I didn't print them out because I knew this episode was going to be long anyway without us reading emails. But it seems pretty split. We had a couple people that loved it, a couple people that uh, hated it, and then a few that were kind of in the middle. And I think like us, where there was a lot of good and there was a lot of bad. So you're kind of left feeling. Uh, weird. And I think part of it, again, is just the assumption was this movie was going to be awesome and this was going to be the best movie of the year, and it probably wasn't. Uh, I say we wave off the pick of the podcast. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on Star Wars The Last Jedi? Uh, we'll start with Davey. Oh, do I? Now, I want to speak to the people who like ripping this movie apart on the internet right now. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's completely unjustified. And let me tell you why. All right. All right. The Empire Strikes Back came out in, like, what, 82? No. Uh, uh, oh, 80. 80, 1980. 80. 80 on the nose. 80. Okay. Yeah. And then Jedi was, like, 83 or something. Yes. Yep. After that movie came out, guess what, kids? The Empire Strikes Back in the first three movies, they went out for cigarettes and scratchies. They're never coming back. Cut the shit. All right? This is a movie about spaceships, flying penguin uh, hamsters, and laser swords. All right? Stop being assholes. Let it go. They even spoiled it for you in the trailer. The only line that Kylo Ren has in the trailer of the movie is, and I quote, was it like the past is dead, like let it, like, let it die or kill it if you have to. That's what this movie is doing. It's, it's basically moving on from the other three. If you don't get that or if you can't accept it, you need to shut the fuck up and just move on. Find something else to bitch about. If, if the only thing in your life meaningful enough to bitch about is this movie, like you need to find something meaningful, meaningful to complain about. And that's it. Ryan Johnson did a fine job. It's a fine movie. Shut up. Watch it. Eat your popcorn. And regardless, they already have your money, so they're going to make another one. Get over it. It's a fine movie. Chili's running hot, boys. I'm sorry. Well, allow me another. Uh, no, allow me to retort. No. <laughs> I, okay. You're wrong. All right. I, I may be wrong. I would just say this. Ryan, you're not wrong, but... If you don't like the movie, like, for example, when they gave us the prequels, are we just supposed to say, hey, look at them. They're doing pod racing and wee. Like, is, or, 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 or can we actually say, hey, don't feed us this shit. We're fans. We, we, need, we deserve better. Well, I, th- I think the fans have some say. But at the same time, like, there's people, like, writing these petitions to, like, this, you know, to, like, 
Well, that's fucking take stupid. This movie, take yeah. this movie back and then, like, reshoot it the way the fans want to shoot it. No, no, no. Okay. So when has the partition like, never yeah. worked out correctly, <laughs> yeah. exactly no, like, as intended? No, I'm with you. That's like, bullshit. People, I'm with you on that. That's bullshit. Yes. Like, and the other thing, too, is, like, uh, I forget what I was going to say. No, but, I, no, but Davey, I, I understand your overall point, but I also saw that a lot on Twitter. People being like, hey, if you didn't like if you didn't like the movie, stick it up your ass or whatever. I'm like, okay. Listen, if you don't like the movie, you're, you're allowed to criticize it. If you're going to go to the level of... Uh, the the petitions and all that stuff. Well, then you're an idiot. Like that, that that's stupid. Like you didn't well, like the movie. Thing fine. Too, that, yeah, and there's people like having like bots like spam the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes user score to bring it down. Yeah, that's actually like that that's what people are thinking. And because I, I, I don't think it deserves a 56. I think it's probably more in the 60s or 70s. Like I, again, I don't think it was a great movie, but it's it's not as bad as some people are making it out to be. Like I think. But like we're, I said, I'm a you yeah. know I'm a huge fan. Yes, I'm a huge so fan, but like yeah. it, again, it's a movie about like flying hamsters and laser swords and you know people with like three heads. Like, it, just enjoy it. I enjoyed the porgs very much. Of course you did. Very much. Of course you did. Very much so. Uh, that'll do, again. You can email us uh, dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter at dorkpodcast. Let us know what you thought about the film. You can buy T-shirts at tpublic.com and really whatever else the hell you want. There's there's so much going on there. Uh, Uncle Buck, your podcast, Boston Sports 101, has been moved. Yes. Where can people find it now? For the, it's for the positive. It's good. This is a good thing. It's like Mark McGuire. The positive is the situation, this not is the pro. negative. Right. This is a pro. Um, yeah. We're, we're on uh, over to WAF now. Uh, they felt like since my cast is half WAF, we might as well do that. You guys are all WAF. With Maddie and, yeah. Well, yeah. So with Maddie and Nick uh, being over there, uh, they moved us there. So check us out, uh, Boston Sports 101. Our latest episode was the 100, uh, I'm sorry, the 100 greatest, the 10 greatest uh, Christmas movies. Nice. Uh, and uh, so we touched a little bit on that. But we've got some exciting new stuff coming up. Uh, so please check us out on iTunes. We are going to be off next week, Ryan. But in two weeks, we're going to start 2018 with a look back at the best stuff of 2017 that means the best movies the best tv shows the best comic books i think i think comic book guy might help us out with that and the best video games so in two weeks we apologize for not being out maybe i'll release a classic episode not sure if i'll do that but maybe i will i probably should i'd I'd love to hear something predated maybe maybe i'll release uh, at the end of the week i'll I'll put up a a late one no the pilot (laughs) stuff The, pilot. Actually, put no, the, the pilot's pilot not terrible. The pilot's not terrible. The pilot's fine. It's only like twenty minutes, though. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll release our Christmas movie one from a year ago, or we'll, we'll come up with something. But uh, that'll do it. At uh, Arvon D on Twitter, at Uncle Buck WAF, and at Dork Podcast. You can uh, check us out there. Let us know what you thought of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And uh, I don't think we're going to talk to you until then. So everybody have a very merry Christmas, a happy New Year. And we will talk to you soon.